Young women have been growing up with an indoctrination of what womanhood is and what it should be. They've been taught everything that is in direct opposition to the Word of God. Young women who want to be different from the world are rare, but they are real. On this Rare But Real podcast, Audrey Brogy will often be joined by her daughter, Grace Anna, and her daughters-in-law, Maureen, Cassett, and Marilyn, who desire to be discerning in a day when everything seems to go against God's design. Join them in the journey of becoming rare but real. It takes courage and conviction. And now, Audrey Brogy. Hey, I'm so glad that you're joining us for the podcast today. And those of you who listen to part one in this series know that I've decided to begin a series on discernment for women. And the way this podcast will go um, is I want to talk to each of my girls about how they make decisions um, of who they listen to and who influences them, biblically speaking, other than, of course, being in good churches and sitting under uh, pastors who preach the word, um, because there's so much out there for uh, us to take in and so many, uh, you know, podcasts and and, um, apps and all kinds of things that we um, can be influenced by. But the questions that I um, always think about is, well, who should we listen to? Who do we listen to? And, um, And how do we know who's solid, who's not solid, who's going to give us good biblical counsel, who's going to be, if we're talking about women here, the older women who will teach what is good, who will encourage us to live sensible, pure, godly lives. Um, and it sometimes is very hard to discern. Now, last time when I did the podcast alone, I kind of laid the groundwork, set the stage for what we're going to be talking about. And I basically walked through an article with you that I had posted on my website Um, And that article is called Thoughts on Women Bible Teachers. And it's funny because as I was going through it, Maureen, and looking at it, Maureen's with me. Hey, Maureen. Hi. I realized it needs some some editing. I saw some typos and stuff like that. So I'm I'm being very, uh, I'm being very real. And I need to get back in there and fix that. I did notice that and I haven't done that yet. But the content of the article, um, I worked on for a long time, and I think I shared last time, I, well, I know I did, how that kind of birthed or came out of um, when I was teaching growing girls um, at our church. And again, I would encourage any of you to listen to it, especially that first message um, when I talk about, I think I titled it as a future female, because that was like the the little buzz phrase that was going around at the time. Um, but anyway, um, so it's just real important in the day in which we live. And I think about it so much because, um, again, just to, to reiterate our passage that um, we cling to is, um, and I love it, it says, you know, when when Paul is writing to the church in Colossus, and he says, you know, I want you to, uh, he says, I say this so that no one will delude you with persuasive argument. For even though I'm absent in body, nevertheless, I'm with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good discipline and the stability of your faith in Christ. Therefore, as you receive 
Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, having been firmly rooted. That's so important to be firmly rooted and now being built up in him and established in your faith. That's what we need to be established in our faith, just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude. And then he makes this admonition, see to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception, according to the tradition of men, according to the elementary principles of the world, rather than according to Christ. And I think we're seeing that today so much. And Maureen and I, as we were talking a little bit before the podcast, uh, we started recording the podcast. Um, You know, Maureen, we were talking about a little bit of the, like the shakedown that's been happening in the last five or six years uh, within the church. And and it really has affected how we discern. And so I've said all that by way of introduction, so I want to hear from you as uh, I think about, and by the way, I do want to say this, my favorite women in the whole world are my daughter, Grace Anna, Maureen, my daughter-in-law. Once again, I'll say it again. I've known her since she was nine years old. <laughs> and Kessid, who is um, my my son Jeremy's wife, and and my son Jameson's wife, Marilyn, and now my new soon-to-be daughter-in-law, Di- Diana. Um, and then, of course, their, their little girl children. Um, those are my favorite women in the whole world. And, of course, there's my mom and my sister, but... You know, these women, it's like, I want to pour my life into them. I want them to ignore all my bad qualities. <laughs> but anyway, so I want to hear that, the, you know, she, Maureen's a young mom. She's got um, children who are, she's she's in the throes of, of helping them with all these kinds of things. So I'll stop talking and ask you the question, how do you discern? And anything that you want to add or that God's um, put on your heart to share about this topic, I want to hear it. And I know our listeners want to hear it. Yeah, Audrey. Well, thanks for having me back on the podcast. It's been a little while, but I love this topic that we're discussing today and in the weeks to come about discernment. Um, it's so important for Christian women and men, but we're talking to women <laughs> and we are women. So um, we do need to employ the gift of discernment, whether we have a spiritual gift or not. We are to walk wisely in this world that's not wise and the days are evil ahead of us. So, as I kind of thought about this topic of discernment and how I exercise this in my own life, I kind of just jotted down a little framework of the questions I go through quickly in my mind when something comes at me. And the first place I try to start with, you know, is does this align with scripture? Um, as we talk about every single podcast, ladies, there is no substitute for God's word. Um, there are great people. I mean, Audrey is one of them to listen to, but she would not even tell you only listen to me and not God and not read God's word. Like always, I love our pastor, Dr. Youssef. He always says, please fact check me with God's word. Don't just rely on me. I'm a fallible man. And so I think about that as we know God's word and as we're walking in this world, whether we're moms or just, you know, single women, whatever stage of life we're in, how do we apply discernment? And so for me, the number one thing is, does it align with scripture? And I do always think of that verse in Philippians, Audrey, Philippians 4, 8, whatever is true, honorable, you know, right, lovely, good repute. If there's any excellence in anything of worthy of praise, let your mind dwell on these things. So I kind of try, especially with my kids to go through 
okay, what are they asking me? Or what are they telling me that they heard? Let me first like align this with some of, with that list I always think of. And mm-hmm. immediately, if there's a red flag that appears, okay, this is not from the Lord, you know, we can stop then. But if it does align, like I want to dig deeper into God's word and prayer. And I think of, you know, asking God for wisdom. He tells us in James 1, 5, if anyone lacks wisdom, which who doesn't lack wisdom at times, right. you know, to ask of God, he gives to all men generously, and he will give to us freely. And so, ladies, for those of you out here listening, I just think we have God's word all the time, you know, it, a book of it or on our phones or on our computers. We can listen to it. We have no excuse not to know his word inside and out. And then we also have prayer and to cry out to the Lord and tell him what we're struggling with and to ask him for wisdom. And he gets it. And then I also try to think about Audrey, you know, am I filled with the Holy Spirit? Like, Mm -hmm. am I walking in the power of the spirit so I can be discerning? Because I think of times when, you know, I've gotten out of fellowship with the Lord and I've kind of let my emotions you know, take place and sit in the driver's seat of decisions, it's pretty much always turned out bad. (laughs) And I think, you know, if we go back to Genesis 1 through 3 in a garden, Satan's game, right? Mm -hmm. He disguises himself as an angel of light. So he doesn't come to us all big, bad, and scary. No, whatever it is that he's trying to get us off track on with the Lord, he is going to dangle something in front of us to want us to grab a hold of it. And I think with not having discernment and not using it, when we grab on to Satan's, quote, fruit, that is like just a recipe for disaster. And no, none of us are going to be perfect in it. But I feel like if we every day, and actually I remember learning this from Carl, just asking the Lord to fill you with the spirit to reveal any sin that you have in your heart that you need to ask for forgiveness or seek it from the Lord and from other people that you've offended, you know, and then purify yourself and be filled with the Spirit. So, you know, Galatian tells us, walk by the Spirit. We want to be able to do that. And then I think, I mean, this is also another Carl that I think of, you know, when I have my little red flag moment, and I especially think about this, you know, as I'm raising kids. And my kids right now are 16, 14, 12, and 10. And so the things that are coming at me, I feel like a rapid fire, like just, oh, so-and-so said this, or such-and-such happened, or so-and-so did that. What do you think about that? You know, as you know, Audrey, kids ask us everything, and they're not, like, jaded by anything, and so their questions are pure, usually at heart, but we may be a little scared about what they ask us and thinking, well, what have they been, you know, exposed to, or what are they hearing? But I think, okay, the red flag thing, and I always think of Carl's line, like, when in doubt, cut it out. Mm -hmm. And there are definitely times, I mean, my kids know that, Jordan and I say that often, like, if you are filled with the Spirit, when you have that red flag in you, ladies, and for me and for you, Audrey, like, Mm -hmm. it is time to pause. Mm -hmm. Like, why is this here? And God is you know, he's going to use scripture to bring back into your life that you've memorized and stored in your heart to point you to the truth. And that's also when you need to be back to him with prayer. And so I think about that. And then I also think as a woman, and I'm not trying to make a generalization that women are emotional and men don't have emotions because we all have emotions and God has made us that way and it is good. But when we let our emotions 
control us, it, it's not good. Like our emotions, how we, how, I mean, Audrey, how many times do you hear this every week? Because I feel this way. <laughs> it makes me feel good, or I do this, or I don't do that. And there are certain things that make us feel good, right? Like when sure. we exercise, like afterwards, our bodies feel great and are thanking us. You know, when you have a great meal, like that's satisfying, like you feel great. Mm-hmm. But then there are times where it's like, again, if we're not filled with the Spirit, if we're not walking with the Lord closely and staying close to His Word, that we can be taken captive. I mean, I think of that passage in Timothy that's like weak women mm-hmm. weighed down with mm-hmm. various sins, led on by impulses. And I just think I, I often pray, Lord, I don't want to be one of those women who lets my emotions reign and make my decisions. And it's that's the very thing back to, you know, like Audrey always has taught all of us. It all comes back to Genesis 1 through 3. Mm-hmm. And it's like God's creation how he intended the world to be, and then the fall. And it's like Eve definitely let Satan, you know, when he came to her and said, did God really say? (laughs) You know, that's when we sometimes, okay, and I'll just say it for myself, me sometimes as a woman, when I hear those things from friends or people or my kids, like, you do have that emotional appeal of like, well, I mean, maybe it's not really as bad. Right. Maybe we can just do a little bit of it. And we won't get burned, so to speak. But it's like, I always think about, no, and we are teaching our kids so much about integrity, which is like integrity, who you are when no one is watching. Mm -hmm. And obviously my kids know, like, God is always with us. He's always watching. But so often we make these emotional decisions based on who's watching, who's going to hear, what are people going to think? And then we let that just like, well, we don't want to look bad. We don't want to be judged. And so we're just going to do the wrong thing and ask for forgiveness. And that while God does forgive us and will, that's not how we're supposed to live. That's like presuming. I'm sorry. Presuming on God's grace. Yep. 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 Right. Exactly. It's like we should never do that. Yep. But then the last thing I think about that I really try to at what I'm thinking about discernment and kind of the checkbox in my head that I go through it's a godly counsel of others. You know, Proverbs is still with that where there's no guidance to people fall, but mm-hmm. in abundance of counselors, there is victory. And so I think like, even for me, yes, like I tell my kids this all the time, as you make these decisions, like you need to come to your dad and to me, you need to ask what we think. Are we affirming of it? We need to take it before the Lord or ask your youth pastor, ask a trusted teacher. Mm-hmm. But I even think as me, as an adult woman, like, okay, there are plenty of times in the year where I'll pick up the phone and call you, Audrey. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. And it's not that you're necessarily going to make my decision for me, no. but God does use older people right. who have walked longer in their faith than we have, who have lived longer than we have, who are wiser than we are, which I know is hard for some of us in my generation to admit, but. I'm so grateful, Audrey, for you and for women like you and men, pastors, Mm -hmm. who pour faithfully into the flock and, you know, can sound the alarm bells if you come before them and say, hey, I'm thinking about X, Y, or Z. What do you think? You know, sometimes you're like, you know what? I think if you're walking with the Lord and he's leading you in that direction, Mm -hmm. keep moving forward. But But then there are times where it's like, do you realize what you just 
are thinking. Like, right. this is not aligned with scripture. You need to stop. Right. And so I think of that. And I know, Audrey, you, even at, you're older than me, but you still have people older than you that you would look to and respect their opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love how God has given us the body of Christ. And we all have different, you know, roles. And we're all supposed to pass those down to the younger generation. And so I'm thankful for the older people in my life who have been able to affirm or sound the alarm bells when I've mentioned something right. that doesn't align with scripture or something that is good. And so it's like, no, you should keep moving. Yeah, this is different from what you've done. So maybe you feel uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that God's not calling you to it. Cause a lot of times God does call us to things that are outside of our comfort zone and we feel inadequate, but yet he will equip us in those moments. So I think, Audrey, to answer your question on discernment, that's how I try, Mm -hmm. you know, and I I don't always, every single time, ladies, I'm making a decision, like go through all these six little bullet points necessarily, but in a lot of ways I do, and I feel like they're so ingrained subconsciously in my head that I'm kind of just like, before I'm making a decision, I'm quickly like rattling off my framework Mm -hmm. and what discernment is. And understanding it and then applying it and then asking the Lord just to like stop me in my tracks if I've made a wrong decision. Right. I mean, another prayer of mine and Jordan's is always like, Lord, like we trust our kids, we love our kids, but our kids are sinners just like we are. So if there's ever anything that's going on that we need to know about, we pray that you will show us. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so don't be afraid to ask the Lord for quote hard things or things that would be embarrassing to find out out about your, you know, your kids or your friends or whatever it is, because I think God, I know God is faithful to answer the prayers, you know, of parents and believers who want to know how to guide and direct their children and their friends in the different areas that they've been called to. Right. So that's, that's the practice that I use, Audrey. And a lot of that, honestly, I, I feel like I've learned a lot of that from you and from Carl and, you know, some great pastors, my, my own included, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. other ones that I listen to during the week. Mm-hmm. The, I just, you can't, I love having those people in my life that I can when kind of lean on. And don't you get more of um, your, like, Bible teaching from great pastors than you do from just listening to random folks out there. I mean, aren't you kind of, don't you do that? Like you listen to good godly men. I mean, I know I do. Like I, I'll scan sermon audio to find some pastors who, oh, I want to see what they taught on this particular, you know, uh, pa- uh, chapter of scripture that I'm having trouble with, you know, like I know, for example, when I was working through um, the book of Luke, actually, I was copying it. I was copying the New Testament. And when I got to a, um, a chapter, I thought, I don't really understand some of this. Now, obviously, I asked my husband, but, you know, sometimes he's not available <laughs> to just say, oh, right. can you like sit down and teach me a little sermon <laughs> about this? But I'll look up trusted men of God who have who have uh, done this. And then I'll listen to several sermons because I want to get a better handle, not just the commentaries, because I'll read those, too. So I don't mean that. But um, but I think I just think in my own life, God has has grounded me, not number one, obviously being in his word and and applying it in my life, because the more you grow, the more you apply what you know. And then but then mm-hmm. listening to people who have rightly handled the word of truth and not just like women, as you mentioned earlier, 
um, you know, who just rely on their experiences, or I feel this way about certain things. So um, that's right. No, I, I wholeheartedly agree that I listen. Yeah, you know, our, my pastor first and foremost, but <laughs> then throughout the week. Yeah, whether it's you know it's Carl, it's John MacArthur, you right. know, Alistair Bay in our church has a podcast, right? That I like to listen to. That is more like questions that you may have about the Bible or current events. Yeah, I 100% or my own husband. Sure, sure. I mean, even from as my kids have gotten older, how God's even used them in my life to teach me certain principles sure. that I guess I've been hard headed about over the years. But it's like he has used like even my son, to, you know, mm-hmm. to ask me questions, mm-hmm. but pastors for sure. And I think, in fact, speaking of John MacArthur, I have a quote from him that I thought was very applicable to this topic today. He says, People today are fascinated with entertainment, but bored with exposition. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I'm sure you would agree with that. Mm -hmm. And you see that and you hear that. And I just think, wow, he really hit the nail on the head when he said that. Yeah. But I don't just think of that also as like, oh, yeah, everyone else out there doesn't want, you know, only wants entertainment and not want the Bible. That also for me, when I hear things like that. I also ask the Lord, like, where am I on that spectrum? Do I enjoy having my ears tickled more than hearing your word? And it's, I mean, thankfully, that has not been the story of my life. But I do think when we step away from God's word and have all these, you know, podcasts are in right now. Here we are on a podcast. We have a podcast. Right. And it's like, I'm just, you know, a lot of people will think, well, I don't really have time to sit down and read God's word, but I can listen to Rare But Real on the way to work sure pick up my kids and we're not saying ladies that you should not listen to many great podcasts but there's no substitute and no. so let's not be women who are fascinated with entertainment but bored with exposition with learning the bible well and audrey i know you would say this like learning god's word is it's hard work like yeah. just like you were saying when you were going through luke and there were things you didn't quite understand and mm-hmm. you wanted to you didn't just close your Bible. No, you went and looked up trusted pastors that yeah. could teach you. Right. I love right. that. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. And it's, um, and, and, you know, when you're saying about like our podcast, it's like, that's one of the prayers. Well, you know, you and Kessid, Marilyn, we've all prayed for, and Grace Anna, we've all prayed for this podcast that it would be redeeming, that it would point women to the faithful word, not just to be, obviously, if we're, if, if it's entertaining, that's great, but that's not our goal, um, for right. this. Um, you know, and so that, that's the thing. I don't even want it if, if women are listening to this podcast for it to be a wasted 30 to 45 minutes. I want it to be something where they, after they've listened, they think, wow, I want to know God more. I mean, and I was thinking about this when I jotted it down when you were saying something about um, when your kids ask you questions and sometimes you're not sure how to answer and you ask for wisdom or or however you said it. But it made me think about that reservoir that, you know, and I, I wrote, I just jotted down, it goes back to early years because I think of you when I always say I've known you for such a long time. That you've always, even before you were, you know, ever married or, you know, ever a mom, you were already memorizing God's word. You were already wanting to know how to apply it. You were already hiding it in your heart. You were doing all those things and continued to do those. So now that you have kids and they're at a place where they're asking you hard questions, you have a reservoir. You don't know everything, obviously, just like I don't, as my kids were, or didn't when my kids were growing up. But because God's word was paramount to me, it was like, 
you know how John says, um, I'll bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you. And he was saying that to his disciples because, you know, the canon of scripture had not been completed. They would be writing, you know, the New Testament and knowing that God was active in bringing that to their minds so they could write, they could write the scripture and bring everything that Christ had said during his earthly ministry to them so they could record it. But it's the application is for us as well. Anything that we've hidden in our hearts, anything that we've learned becomes that well that we draw from, that God the Holy Spirit uses in that moment when a child asks you something that's super hard to answer, or even in these days in which we live, when how do you take God's Word and apply it to this uh, issues, even political issues that are coming up? I have a reservoir, so, so I'm not easily shaken. I'm not like and you mentioned this, the passage in Timothy about, you know, being a, I don't want, I never want to be a, a weak woman weighed down with sins led on by my impulses, learning, but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. And that's what it seems like is happening with so many of young women and uh, older women as well. They're always learning. They're always watching. They're always reading stuff. They're always getting little, you know, sayings, but they're never they seem to come to a knowledge of the truth. It's more like, I, I, I love hearing people who are just going to, you know, talk about the girlfriend stuff. And, you know, that's right. <laughs> and, the, and I can relate so well, you know, because they feel the same way I do, but they're not getting them back to the word of God, you know. And that's does, right. Yeah. yeah. And Audrey, I, when you were just talking about, you know, storing God's word away in our hearts for the time, that we need it. And sometimes we memorize a passage and it's kind of like, oh, why did I just memorize that? That doesn't seem like very applicable right now, but it's like God oh, always man. is faithful to pull that up. <laughs> and I think of, I just thought of 1 Corinthians 10, 5, which says, uh, no, 10, 13, no temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able but with the temptation will provide the way of escape also so that you will be able to endure it. Mm -hmm. And I think I've always, since I've been a teenager thought, okay, the escape that God is providing me right now is by me storing his word in my heart so that I will not sin against him. Mm -hmm. And how many times do we, that little framework I just talked about where we have a red flag and we're running things through like, this is the line with scripture, you know, we have a red flag we need to pause because if we're filled with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the one creating the pause. Mm -hmm. And then He's faithful if you know God's Word. I mean, how many times, Audrey, and I can say a million times, have you had a verse pop in your head that you think, when did I even memorize that? Like, but it's <laughs> exactly. just like, and maybe you didn't actively consciously memorize it, but you've read it so much that you kind of know it. Right, And right. God is using that. So I guess I would just, beg of you women who are listening and for us too, Audrey, like when we have those pauses, if we are walking with the spirit, that's God giving us that pause. And so don't disregard that or shove that to the side and think I'm just, you know, plugging ahead with my plan because this is what I have and I'll figure this out with the Lord later. No, yeah. God is only going to bless your decisions as they are made through his 
power in his word and by walking with him and relying on him. Right, right. It's And it's so good because I know we always talk about Proverbs. I mean, I know we do, because, but it's just mm-hmm. like, it's just like my bread and butter, you know, I mean, the whole Bible is <laughs> like that, but Proverbs, and it's just like, sometimes when, even now, as old as I am, and as, as, as many days over the years that I've read this, and I still get one, you know, in Proverbs that makes me laugh, or it brings a, a, something to my mind that you and I have talked about, or that we've laughed over, or just like, whoa, this is like hitting me so hard today, because I've never gotten this under control, or whatever, or mm-hmm. it seems like it's something, but that is the way God's, and, and it comes up too, whether it's Proverbs, or, or any of the scripture, uh, t- taking some of these things that you've been talking about and applying it to, well, let's take it a step further. And we hear some uh, Christian women out there that are super popular and that everybody likes. How do you discern out of that who you're going to uh, follow after or listen? Because listen to um and I, I know that, you know, I've said at some point where we'll talk about specific people and, you know, if the names come mm-hmm. up, they come up. But uh, but I, I still like talking about it generally some, um, because one of the things that, you know, and you brought this up earlier, you know, from Genesis to God really save or, you know, that that's, you know, so many women today out there, they're, they're basically undermining the basics of like the plumb line of scripture and it comes Mm -hmm. back to did god really say and let's just talk about the manhood and womanhood issue did he really did he really say you know in terms of the gender issues in terms of everything that's facing us it comes back to did god really say that does his word really say that and there's a difference between questioning god's word you know, and some, what did he really say? I don't like that. So did he really even say it? And let's see if we can mm-hmm. rationalize it away. Or versus the kind of heart that says, God did say that, and I want to understand it because I want to obey him in every area of my life. He said this. I don't ever, I mean, me for one, I don't ever want to be ashamed of God's word. But there are a lot of people today who are, are Christians, but they're kind of ashamed of God's word, or they don't want to go ahead and proclaim God's word because they know it would be controversial or whatever. So yeah. there's a lot of women out there who are, yeah. and they have platforms, huge platforms, mm-hmm. and women just follow after them hook, line, and sinker because they're entertaining, just what you talked about earlier. And they're fun to listen to. I mean, Maureen, I was telling you before we started this podcast today that I've been listening to a lot of podcasts of um, just in preparation because I feel like there's some that I was unaware of that I didn't know the huge influence they were having on uh, your generation and even the 20-somethings who are coming up. And I wanted to know where they were coming from. And as I listened to them, my heart really feels more sad because I think this is terrible what they're espousing. This is terrible, but they're so engaging. And they're so, they come across funny and sweet. Like they would, they could, you would just have so much fun with them if you, you know, went, I don't know, to... Six Flags, I don't know, or you just hung, or you you went to coffee with them. Exactly, it would be great. Yeah, yeah, just because, but but they're they've become such influencers, and they're being, but they're influencing in a negative way that casts doubt on the Word of God, that says your feelings are more important than objective truth. 
And did God really say it? And, and instead of holding fast the faithful word, which Titus says a pastor's to do, and we are to do, we're to hold it fast. Instead, they're holding loosely the faithful word. They're, they're instead of holding, you know, um, I mean, obviously there are things that aren't um, main issues that Christians can differ on, but they, but we can't differ on the main doctrines of scripture. And they're holding loosely okay. those because it doesn't match um, maybe what's going on in their kids' lives, or it doesn't, you know, they, and, and, and so they'll compromise the word of God because they want to be accepted by a certain group of people, or they want their kids to like them, or they want whatever. So that's the next question is, because I know you're inundated in your generation with all these women who, who either want to be influencers or they are, and even those, and again, you don't have, you can speak in general terms, but are there women sometimes that you hear and you think you just go ahead and shut that down? Are there some women you think, whoa, I, I want to find out more about this person because I could learn a lot from them? Because you said earlier, you're so grateful for, you know, women who've, and I am too, godly women, but it's just like I have to be so careful about who I listen to in terms of women. No, that's right. And I mean, that's a good point you brought up, Audrey, which makes me think of First Thessalonians 5.21, which says, but examine everything carefully, hold fast to that which is good, abstain from every form of evil. And I think, you know, even like our passage, like our theme kind of of our podcast, Colossians 2, God tells us in there, like, in his word are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. But how are we going to get those? We have to read it. We have to memorize it. We have to know. We have to listen to godly men, pastors teaching us and instructing us. But I know, I mean, I'm a woman. I like, I have emotions. And there are times, I mean, why do we pick a podcast to listen to? Because it's something that's appealing to our Mm -hmm, emotions. mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes, sure, we listen to, hey, I want to hear the sermon that, man that I listened to, what did he preach on over this topic? Right. And then other times, you know, we're just like going to carpool or we have a little time to ourselves. And so we choose a podcast to listen to. Usually that's because it's something that's either something we're going through, something we've been through, or it's funny, entertaining, whatever it is. And so how do we, how do we be careful to not get into something that's not good? And so Audrey with your question of how do I try to do that? Okay, for one, right now, I would say my life, I'm just like reading a lot, like actual books. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But a lot of things I'm doing, reading who the endorsements are by. It's mm-hmm. like who is endorsing this book. Yeah. And I do, and again, I'm 39, so I don't know everything. I don't claim to, and I never will on this earth. So there are, there have been books that I've ordered without reading the endorsements first. And then I've even read the entire book in entirety. And there are things, and I'm a big underliner in writing mm-hmm. notes in my book person. You know, and when I have a book that I've gone back through, you know, I'm sure we've all done this, either listening or read. We've heard or read things. Again, that whole red flag thing, like, where are they getting this from? Like, mm-hmm. they're like wrapping it in Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, terminology, <laughs> yeah. but not really. Like and the wrapping like, paper. I like that analogy. <laughs> 
Right. It's like if you tore this off the book, this would be garbage. And probably in a year from now, no one would ever even know that book was printed. Well, I, I want to test. Don't lose your thought, but I want to throw something out because I was talking to Claudia recently. You know, Claudia, she's one of my close friends and she works at the church and stuff. But anyway, we were, because sometimes we order books or, you know, I have her order books that I need to review or whatever. And one of them, I said, okay, we're not getting this one. This is garbage. And she said, but the cover is so pretty. I know, but that's the appeal of women, right? It's pretty. I like it. And so I will use like a real life example for me of podcasts I've listened to or books I've read specifically dealing with grief and, Mm -hmm. you know, bereavement. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if some of you are new to this today or have listened, like my husband and I, our fifth child died Mm -hmm. unexpectedly almost six years ago. Mm-hmm. And so, as you can imagine, we have, I mean, number one, clung to the Lord and to each other, but we have read it a lot. I can't even tell you how many books. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Bereaved parents, because I think there is this thing when you're in the situation, so you can pick whatever it is that you're in right now. And so, for us, it's been being bereaved parents. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you want to know, like, how are other people dealing with this? Right. How should we be? Right. What are they doing? What's like normal? What's abnormal? Like, I mean, all these questions that pop into your head. And I will tell you, Audrey, not that anyone's story is not heart wrenching. And there are tidbits of things, like practical things that you can pull from it. Mm-hmm. But all the books that we, we've read, Christian and non Christian books alike mm-hmm. on grief. Right. And you can always tell the ones that are not believers. It's like mm-hmm. there's no hope. Mm-hmm. And it actually, it ends really sad. Like mm-hmm. you close it or we close them or we read them, you know, back to back. And it's like, okay, this is like one practical tip I was able to take from this book. Because it's not like if you're a non-Christian, you're not able to glean any like worldly practical tips sure. that would be good to employ. Sure. But if that's all you're leaning to, that's bad. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay. I then at some point, several years in, was like, I don't want to read any of these books right now coming from an unsaved person's perspective because I am a child of God. Like, that's not my story. Like, I do know the Lord and I know I'm going to see my daughter again Mm -hmm. and I want to be encouraged and rebuked by another believer. Right. And so for me, I feel like, again, who's endorsing them? And some of that. Audrey, you and I talked about this a little bit yesterday, just on the phone conversation. Like, there are some people who are going to pop up who might be really great, but it's like they're so new to this Mm -hmm. Christian, you Mm -hmm. know, popularity status that I do think we need to take everything carefully. It's like, because you don't know enough about that individual. They haven't lived long enough. They haven't even fully walked through whatever mm. the issue is in their life mm-hmm. to be on the other side of it and to be able to look back and to see areas of growth or struggle or areas where they're stuck. And so for me, I really try again, I'm not going to tell you that if a book has an endorsement that you think is kind of off, like mm-hmm. why did this person write this? I'm convinced more than ever. I'm like, do these people actually even read this book from cover to cover? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, and I don't know. So I may be crucified for making that. No, no, here, because like, I've I've heard that a lot of them don't do that. So I mean, and I but, and I don't. Mean, there just are things like okay, <laughs> these things like what. What 
I try to do when I'm listening or reading, I mean, I have all this scratch paper. I need to someday put it together into some form of organization. I think it, my husband is not a fan of it. And we joke about it. Like, He's not a fan I of making the list, you mean, or not a fan I'm, of... No, no, no. Of my, like, it's literally like, oh, here's a post-it. Uh, when I was reading such and such book, or here's the scrap sheet of paper that was my kid's math test, you know, a month ago <laughs> that I can throw away, but it's available. And I write these little notes down because I try then to go back and like, okay, why did I think that? Is this good or bad? Yeah, I've like, seen those little notes around. <laughs> yeah, I know. My house, I mean, honestly, no, I like if, I died, if someone had to clean out my house, it was like, what did this woman have going on? But, yeah. like, but you got it together. You, you understand Yeah, <laughs> I, I do. I know. I have a, you know, yep. there's a message to my madness. <laughs> right. And so I just think way more podcasts to listen to that I just think are garbage than yeah. are wonderful. Like, I know, I know. And when I say by garbage, I don't think it's bad to listen to a fashion one, a cooking one, right? you know, or I, I don't even know, like, what the topic could be. <laughs> but I think when, as it pertains to people who are disguising themselves as, you know, creatures or teachers oh, of God's mm-hmm, word, mm-hmm. and then all they're doing, when I usually shut things down, close the book, forever and put it in the garbage or turn off the podcast it's like okay 40 minutes have gone by and we haven't talked about god once like yeah we have only talked about ourselves how we feel how angry how you know we -hmm. need to be vulnerable and so we're getting it all out and it's like okay where is this coming from now you just want to be heard and i actually don't have time to just sit here yeah and so i think trying to be wise I mean, Audrey, you talked about this yesterday with me, that verse in Proverbs, he who walks with the wise will be wise, but mm-hmm. the companion of fools will suffer harm. Mm-hmm. And it's, I know those podcasters are not your actual flesh and blood friends most of the time, mm-hmm. nor the authors of these books. Right. But if that's what you're immersing yourself in, and it's just foolish, it does not point you back to God. Right. There's never a point of conviction in it for you or encouragement. I think you need to get rid of it. And I I mean, because this in here, it says, if you walk with the wise, you will be wise. But if you have, if you are a companion of fools, you will suffer harm. Right. And so how could the Christian quote suffer harm from listening to a podcast? If you just, you know, buy into it, hook, line and sinker. And we can all ladies make up areas in our lives that are real. They really have happened. We've been wrong. We've been hurt. Things are hard. And if we just sit and focus on ourselves and are always like, well, I can't do this and this is hard in my life and it all becomes, who is it about? It's not about God. It's about us. And so I think that's a real dangerous thought. And I know we don't have the time to get into that today, but I feel like a lot of things that I've listened to or heard are also just like, they have this like flavor of like women are superior and Mm -hmm. men are garbage. And I, that, it's just not true. And so it's back to Genesis 1 through 3, Audrey. If mm-hmm. we don't know our creator, how he created us to be male and female, it was not an accident. It was 100% intentional. Right. But we are equal, but we have different roles. And if we don't know that, like everything in our life needs to filter through that. Like where does God have me right now? How does this work? And it's like, okay, well, I'm a 39-year-old woman. I'm a mother. I'm a wife. Like, these are the jobs I need to be doing and doing them well with excellence. And I don't need to, yes, there are days 
you know, we can all attest to this that are harder than others. Some days we're going to go to bed at night and be thankful that the day is over. And that's okay because there's a new day that God, if God allows us to wake up the next morning to live for him and to glorify him. But we cannot just like fill our heads with garbage. Yeah. Like, and, and I don't mean that these individuals are necessary. Their intent, I don't think, is to fill your head with <laughs> They're garbage. They're not garbage. <laughs> I, right. know, I know what but, you mean. But it is yeah. like. I think our just, listeners you know. know. Whether it, yeah, just like blah, 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 blah. If it never comes back to the Lord, and this is a Christian thing, broker podcast, Mm-hmm. I, I just think when it out, cut it out. And yeah. it's like, that needs to be cut out. Well, Unless the, you're using it for the purposes of learning something. I don't know, Audrey, you're older than me and wiser. So. Well, there comes a point, too, where it's like, um, as you're, you know, when people are young, you got to immerse yourself, immerse yourself in the truth, the truth, the truth, the truth. Then, then as God wants to use you to help people wade through stuff, you, you teach principles and you learn principles of, no, this is not good to listen to. Here's why. And now you can reach a point depending on whatever, just like I've listened to a lot of podcasts in the last week from people that are not my, they don't influence me it, it, because I've, because not that I've arrived. I don't mean that. I'm just saying I've lived a long time. I'm 63 years old. So uh, what I'm saying is that, that I realize this is, this is what's going on. It's like I have, you know, I have to be able to, That's right. cause I don't want to say something generally, well, that person, blah, blah, blah. I want to know a little bit more about them. So that I can can say this is why just like you know when Carl's preaching on Revelation and he's teaching about the Antichrist and what he's going to do and what he's going to say you're warning your people you know and so you have to more than just being general and that's why I do want to get to names in a future podcast obviously we're running out of time now but but to help women see this is not an attack on this particular woman that's why when you said the thing about garbage these people are not garbage this is just some of the things they're saying are a waste of time and they're not going to help you grow in Christ. In fact, they're going to help you drift from him. And that's, that's what right. that's what's happening with so many of these. And as as we close out too, one of the things that just stood out to me like crazy in this last week um, as I've been researching this topic and reading all I can and and learning about people that are so huge is that if you listen to some of the stuff they put out five or six or seven years ago, you, it, it's it's harder to detect. Like I probably would have said this is not going in a good direction, but it would have been mm-hmm. harder to say why I felt that way or to say um, this is funny when then because if I said something, then people say, oh, well, you're just being too whatever. But now that there's another five or six years behind this person is like, oh, yeah, this is what you're warning against because they've gone so far off the deep end, spiritually speaking, but yet they still claim and they wrap themselves in the Jesus wrapping paper, which I love that analogy. I'm going <laughs> to use it now, Maureen. But I know we need to close out this podcast. And I know today's was general, but I love the fact that you had your um, that you had five or six ways to, to, to help women see, because it really does always come back to we've got to know the word of God. We've got to hold fast. Mm-hmm. The faithful word that his word and being under faithful men and 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 older women who are godly, reverent in their behavior, not malicious gossip. You know all that what the scripture says. Then we grow into maturity ourselves because there'll come a time when you'll be my age and you'll be turning around and trying to help the next generation coming up. Should the Lord tarry and we're not with Him at that point, um, and helping them, teaching them these the faithful 
the, the teaching them to hold fast the faithful word. So anyway, um, we need to c- continue this conversation more. We got to do. I got to do a part two with you so we can get more more specifics on the uh, the list that I have here um, in front of me um, <laughs> of women that I do want to talk about in terms of why this is not good, and even some of the bestseller books that they've written, and and even how I've seen people say, "Oh, this is so good." No, it's not good. And to get mm-hmm. specific in that realm. Um, let me close with a quick prayer and then we'll end this podcast Father I thank you for the time with Maureen I'm always encouraged by having a conversation with her and um, my girls and um, I pray that this would be a blessing that you would use it in the lives of, of women who will listen to this and we give you praise and thanks and we love you in Jesus name if you enjoyed this episode of Rare But Real Be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when a new episode is posted. And share this podcast with friends. Follow Audrey on Instagram and Facebook at Mothering from the Heart. And listen to all her messages on the Search the Scriptures app.